When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On the first day of Christmas weekend, my TV gave to me... I don't do sequels. Normally. Infinite Multiverses, One True Story, and the beginning of a new epic space opera. Let's fly. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch this weekend, Friday, December 22nd through Sunday, December 24th. We are counting down the days until Christmas and the weekend's top five must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. Jake Gyllenhaal is back in action. Amazon has unveiled a sizzle reel for its upcoming slate of 2024 movies and TV projects, including the Nightcrawler actor's next project, Roadhouse. We first see a brief glimpse of Gyllenhaal looking absurdly muscular in the middle of what appears to be an underground fighting ring. Later, we witness Gyllenhaal's character take on a large group of adversaries in a dimly lit parking lot. He hits an antagonist in the face and sarcastically asks, Ooh, I just slapped you. Are you all right? Before proceeding to obliterate the rest of the group with his agile mixed martial arts skills. You can and should check out that video at EW.com. And Joe Coy is going from Easter Sunday to Sunday at the Golden Globes. CBS announced on Thursday that Coy, the comedian and actor who recently appeared in The Haunted Mansion and Aquafina is Nora from Queens, will host the 81st annual Golden Globe Awards next month live from the Beverly Hilton Hotel in Los Angeles. The Filipino-American comedian, known for his frequent late-night TV appearances and Netflix comedy specials, is hosting the Globes for the first time. For more on all of these stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head on over to EW.com. If you're taking the kids to the theater for the holiday, it's time to get your ducks in a row. Our number five pick is the animated movie Migration. As migration season hits for ducks, one overprotective father, voiced by Kumail Nanjiani, wants to keep his family safe at home in their New England pond. But the family is going to convince him to take the vacation of a lifetime and see the world, heading to Jamaica with a stop in New York City. Here's the trailer. This is awesome. Oh, maybe we should go say hi. Hey there. Dax talked to a girl. A girl? He wants to marry her. What? I didn't say that. You said it with your eyes. What? They must be migrating. Migration? What a stupid idea. Okay, you're impossible. Because I found a safe place for us to live. I want us to get out and see the world. What sort of father would I be if I put my young fowl in harm's way for no reason except a chance at a Caribbean vacation? I don't want to miss out on life because you're afraid to leave this pond. Here we go. Tail for the torsion. Check. Wing deployment. Check. Let's fly. In addition to Nanjiani, Migration features the voice talents of Elizabeth Banks, Aquafina, Carol Kane, and Danny DeVito. The Foul movie is in theaters now. Number four. 
A couple years ago, Marvel entered the animated world and pondered the question, what if, in big ways. Based on the comic run of the same name, season one of What If saw alternate universes in which Peggy Carter became Captain Carter, Ultron defeated the Avengers, and... Oh yeah, all the Avengers all became zombies. No big deal. Well now, Marvel's creative animated series, this weekend's number four pick, pushes that question even further, taking fans all over the multiverse with new questions such as, what if Nebula joined the Nova Corps? Or what if the Avengers assembled in the year 1602? Plus, there's even a Christmas episode just in time for the holidays. Let's check out the season two trailer. This kid puts on quite a show. I have eyes on the target. He does not look all that threatening. Looks can be deceiving, your highness. Are you sure you do not want any backup? Ah, I'm great with kids. You thought the story was over. It was only just beginning. I don't do sequels normally, but things have gotten a little twisted in the multiverse. The season two premiere of What If is streaming now on Disney Plus with a new episode debuting every day after that, leading up to the finale on Saturday, December 30th. The Christmas season is often a time for cinematic blockbusters, but not all of them are on the big screen. Our number three pick this weekend is the Netflix debut of the first film in Zack Snyder's two-part sci-fi saga, Rebel Moon. The director, well known for his controversial stewardship of DC superhero movies during the 2010s, now gets his own blank canvas to play with. Granted, Rebel Moon owes obvious debts of influence to Star Wars and Seven Samurai, but there's no predefined canon to argue about here. The characters, ideas, and plot points are all Snyder's. Sophia Butella's Cora is the protagonist of Rebel Moon. We first meet her living on the planet Velt, where she's taken up farming alongside other inhabitants. But when fearsome soldiers from the mother world show up demanding the farmer's grain, Cora reveals that she has quite a lot of experience with farming and sets out across the stars to gather a team of heroes willing to defend a small rocky moon from this galactic empire. Here's a portion of the trailer. I am a child of war. I find warriors to fight with us. We might stand a chance. We're searching for soldiers for a fight against the mother world. I could help you. For a small fee, obviously. Yeah! You might want to hold on. I'm here to make you an offer. To give you a chance at redemption. We are beyond redemption. What about revenge? Yeah! This isn't just pursuit of revolution. I have found her. The most wanted fugitive in the known universe. 
Now, if Rebel Moon Part 1, A Child of Fire, does not end up having quite the impact you want, fear not. Snyder has already promised to release R-rated director's cuts of both films at some point in the future. It took a years-long fan campaign to get DC to release the Snyder Cut of Justice League, but this time, it's been planned from the beginning. You can read more about Rebel Moon on EW.com, where we recently published a cover story featuring Butella, Snyder, and the film's producers about this ambitious new fictional universe. But first, you can check out the new movie on Netflix. Trivia. It's trivia time. Both Ed Screen and Michelle Quisman appear in Rebel Moon, but this is not the first time they've been in the same project. They once played the same character on a show when Quisman replaced Screen during its fourth season. Was that show The Sopranos, Game of Thrones, or Nashville? Stick around for the answer, as well as our top two picks and soundbite of the week. What to Watch will be right back. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. On this week's episode of our Awardist video podcast, EW's Lester Brathwaite spoke with Danielle Brooks and Taraji P. Henson about their upcoming film, the powerful musical adaptation of The Color Purple. During the interview, Henson spoke about the challenges she has faced during her impressive career and the kind of legacy she wants to leave on the industry and the arts. Here's an emotional piece of that interview, which is our soundbite of the week. Can you talk about how this film might change the way people, the industry might see you and what mm. this opportunity ha you have to like show all these different gifts that you have, like what it means to have an opportunity. I've been doing this for two decades and there are times where I just want to quit because I'm tired of fighting. And, and, and what pains my heart is that I don't want to hear these babies have the same fight. My prayer is that the work and the fight and the struggle is to make it easier for them. Because I was the little girl that wished and saw these women, these incredible women. I want to do that one day. And then you start doing it and this, you know how hard it is for us. And I'm like, how can I make it different? How can I make it better? Mm -hmm. So that this little girl out there is like, I want to do that. I don't want to have to. I don't want to hear her. Talk about the same things that me and my sisters have been fighting for for so many years. If I'm not in a position to make it better for those coming behind me, what am I doing? Art saves lives. Art changes lives. I know how important this 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 craft that we've been blessed with. I know how important this is to hum humanity. Mm -hmm. I get this position, this coveted position in this industry that never gives us a break. And sometimes I just get so enraged because it's like, I've done all of this. But what about all of this I've done that doesn't count for anything? It's almost like every time I got to start from scratch. Well, we will have more on this movie Monday. Meanwhile, you can check out that full interview at EW.com, as well as my interview with the Color Purple producer Oprah Winfrey and star Fantasia Barino on the latest episode of the Awardist podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Prepare to step into the ring with the Iron Claw, our number two pick this weekend. Sean Durkin's emotional drama tells the story of the real-life Von Erich family, the legendary wrestling brothers who rose to fame in the 1970s and 1980s, only to face tragedy in and out of the ring. Zac Efron, Jeremy Allen White, and Harris Dickinson star as three of the brothers, and the trio recently sat down for an EW cover story where they explained how they transformed themselves into professional wrestlers. Have a listen. We were there about three weeks before filming to do this sort of like training and, 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 and physical stuff, the choreography. And I think kind of like like meeting and getting to know one another through that process, through through the kind of like training and the process that you know, I think in a lot of ways the actual Von Erich brothers probably like knew each other best. I think that was, you know, a really yeah. interesting way to kind of get introduced and, and get to, to know one another. There was no more useful or authentic way, I think, than to meet in the ring practicing, yeah. doing some crazy stunts. It yeah. was really fun. One thing um, that I'm pretty confident about is our director, Sean, is uh, his perspective on, on all these characters and his knowledge of the Von Erics is, is very high, and he, he is a fan and was a fan through their heyday. He, he worked hard to keep us authentic, and just following his lead made me feel pretty comfortable. That we mm -hmm. get it. Yeah, mm -hmm. so. I think Sean, like, what was so important to Sean was that, like, the love was there between the brothers. I think that was, like, his biggest priority was that, um, was that connection, and I think Sean is just kind of, like, such a sensitive guy. I think he was, he was, he was really perfect. Uh, they put in the work, and now you can catch Efron, Dickinson, and White's wrestling skills in The Iron Claw in theaters now. Now, normally you'd call up the Ghostbusters when there's something strange in your neighborhood, but in this weekend's number one pick, the ghosts are no laughing matter. All of Us Strangers is actually a quite touching and emotional film, starring Fleabag's hot priest Andrew Scott as Adam, a lonely writer trying to reckon with the death of his parents when he was just 12 years old, conjuring up their ghosts to share stories about his life, their death, and even coming out to them. Here's a clip of Scott with Claire Foy playing his mom as she comes to terms with how her boy is now a grown man. You were just a boy. But now you're not. No. You're totally different, but it's still you. Well, I thought you'd be hairier. Like your dad. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> like a hairy chest myself. Do you know who you remind me of? Uh, who? You look just like my dad. Did he? Hmm. I remember him anyway when I was a little girl. God, isn't that mad? It's like seeing you both exactly the same time. Oh. Made your favourite. Well, I hope it's still your favourite. I'll just go and pop the kettle on and then you can tell me everything. Meanwhile, Adam strikes up a relationship with his neighbour, Harry, played by Paul Meskel. Here's the moment they first meet. Drink. This Japanese. It's meant to be the best in the world, but I couldn't tell you why. It's 
No thanks. Okay, um... Okay, how about I come in anyway? If not for a drink, then... For whatever else you might want. Um... I think that's a good idea. <laughs> Don't scare you. No. We don't have to do anything if I'm not your type. There's vampires at my door. Part love story, part ghost story. Trust me when I say this one will have you in tears. It is very much worth the price of admission. All of Us Strangers is in theaters now. And finally, this weekend, the answer to our trivia question. In which show did Michelle Quisman replace Ed Screen in the show's fourth season? Was it The Sopranos, Game of Thrones, or Nashville? Well, Screen was originally cast as Dario Naharis on Game of Thrones, but in the show's fourth season, the character was recast, and Screen was replaced by Quisman, who played the role through Dario's final appearance in season six. And that is it for our show this weekend. We will have more must-see picks for you on Monday, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm executive editor Jared Hall. You can find us on X, formerly known as Twitter, at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks for listening, and have a great holiday weekend. This episode of What to Watch was written by Dustin Nelson, Devin Kogan, Christian Holub, Sidney Buxbaum, and EW staff. Edited by Sammy Junio and hosted and produced by Jared Hall. One, two, watch.